0: I cannot tell you how many times I would hear this from pastors be like you know what we don't even worry about positive politics we only not we just focus on the bible and I'm like that is the that, talk about the definition of white privilege I don't have the luxury with this skin in the south uh married to a white woman I don't have the luxury not to be cognizant and aware of what's going on in the news what's going on in our communities I don't have that luxury I carry that weight
1: Hey everyone, welcome back to I've Been Better. We are here today with a wonderful guest. I'm so excited to introduce y'all to such a close friend and more or less family member in just a second here. But before we dive into that, would love to remind y'all to please follow us if you listen to us on any Apple resource or place, please like us, you know, rate, review, subscribe. Those are so valuable to those of us who have podcasts. You know, I know we're kind of in the grind of that, but it does mean a lot to us if you could do that. If you listen to us on Spotify, just be sure to subscribe, you know, send these out to your family, your friends, your neighbors anyone who watches your pets when you go away for the weekend, your mailman, your pastor, anyone in your church, please share widely. We'd love to have more listeners, but do want to thank our loyal listeners that we have. We're so grateful for y'all, and I'm excited to get into it today. So let's go ahead and do it. Today we are recording. It's right before the 4th of July, and I have a wonderful guest in front of me who I've been, fingers crossed, waiting to have you on. So, I'm very excited that you're sitting in front of me now. So, this is Dr. Harold Durrell Briscoe, or as we like to call you, Durrell, um, Dr. Durrell and Dr. Briscoe. And so, Durrell is a writer, speaker, pastor, and a public theologian. Is that how you say that? Theologian? Yeah, that's
0: theologian. right. Theologian. Uh-huh. It just
1: sounded weird coming out of my yeah. mouth. He focuses on the intersectionality of race, religion, law, and power. He's a father of four under seven.
0: Mm. Okay. so many of them
1: amazing <laughs> and he's married to his wife Tracy and Tracy shout out to you we love you he's a close friend of mine a major inspiration to my life i'm it's funny how we met and we'll talk about that in a mm-hmm. minute because mm-hmm. i want to say that i feel like our you know paths clearly crossed for a reason oh, and i'm sure. so grateful right. that it happened that way. Yep. He's a founder and creator and the lead pastor of 6.8 Church in Durham. We really encourage y'all to check that out. We'll be sure to put a link in the bio when we're done or in the show notes. And yeah, welcome, Durrell.
0: Durrell, oh, thank you, Susan. I'm so happy to be here. So I'm glad so you're happy you're here. We, we, we made it happen.
1: Yes, we've been talking you know? about it for a little while.
0: I, I'm so happy. And I just want to say thank you to you. I mean, we'll, we'll touch on this more probably uh, in, within the podcast, but you have been so instrumental um, in my life at, at, at a very pivotal moment uh at my old job um loneliness anxiety racism all these things were crashing down and boom meet you and and it was like it was just like this like this vibe because they were like minded you know and Mm there's similar values and when i discovered that it was like Oh, it's like, it's like you're, uh, like, like a buoy. You know, like, like you, you, like I almost felt like I was just drowning and like people like you, Jessica, there were a couple key people. This is 2017, 2018, 2018, 2018, Uh something like that. It was like a buoy. You just, you're hanging on. You're like, oh, I am not crazy. I'm not alone. There's other folks. And so obviously more on that later, but I'm just so grateful for I love you. that. Yeah, well, for real, for real.
1: I, I'm so grateful for you. So to share a little bit about how we met, and then I want you to tell mm-hmm. the audience more about yourself. But sure. yeah, we were... I was attending a local church mm-hmm. here in the community, mm-hmm. Hope Community Church, and I had started a job. I was about to start a job that mm-hmm. um, were was in the religious community as a nonprofit that helped families in need, and I needed a recommendation from my That's pastor. I remember, and yeah. the church I attended, for those of you that are familiar with uh, this term, was a mega church. So mm-hmm. It was very large. Mm-hmm. You know, we had small groups and those sort of things, but you didn't necessarily always know your pastors no, very well. No, 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 right? You no. had to go out of your way, yeah, and so I remember right. emailing you and being like, "Hey, I." haven't necessarily talked to you that much, but I go to your church. Like, can you meet with me? <laughs> right. And we sat down yeah. for like over an hour oh, and just, such a vibe. And yeah. just talking such about a, like, real. how'd you get here? Why I are told you Tracy here? Tracy
0: that day? I was like, <laughs> I met the freaking coolest girl. Like this girl. I remember you texted me
1: later and you were like, like why have we not like talked before? Yeah. It was amazing. Cause like you said, you know, so I'm as the audience listeners know, or people who know me, I went to a graduate school for social mm-hmm. work. So I'm a social work, you know, individual who works in that field of social justice. Mm-hmm. And then I met you That's and right. you're like, oh my God, like where have you been like in this yep. church? Like why mm-hmm. have we not talked before? Because you have very similar values. Absolutely. Took a different path to get there but of course. very similar beliefs and values mm-hmm. and then the rest from there we just stayed very close mm-hmm. after that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so cool. from your perspective you just shared what that was like for you. But yeah, tell us yeah. more about yourself. Tell the audience.
0: Oh gosh, yeah. Um, um, it's again, so happy to be back here. Uh, yep, yeah, father uh, to four kids, two boys, two girls, Luke, Noah, Amelia, and Ella. Shout out to my little, uh, my little star I call them my little Starbucks drinks because they <laughs> they 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 got like lighter every kit. No, they got like because Luke was my mocha, and then Noah is my. I called him. Uh, he's like my little latte, and then a Mima or Amelia. I call her my, uh flat white because I mean oh the girl like she's this little pale thing. I'm like, girl, she's where so is funny. your melanin? And then now I got my fourth one, Ella. She got she got a little little chocolate. She got her little bushy hair and everything.
1: So she's like the double chocolate
0: chip frappuccino. Double, yeah, double, double chocolate frappuccino. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's my nitro cold brew. Yes,
1: you there know? you go. <laughs> you know
0: what I'm saying so. Yeah, and then me, uh, Trace and I, we've been married for nine years uh, mm. and just so in love and just. I'm just so, uh, we were just reflecting on how thankful we are for each other, really our friendship, you know, and, 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 um, it's been really neat where we are now. We're out of the baby phase now. Yeah, because how no old b- is- Ella's three. Ella's, Ella's three, three. Yep. right, oh, right. She's three? She was three. She's three now. And so like- I remember now, when she was like a baby. Uh, right, right. I mean, that's when we kind of connected. She was literally, you know, and uh, oh man, like no more diapers. And we're just, I feel like we're just kind of like discovering each other again. And and, and, and it's just, it's awesome. And so we're- uh, It's just, a whole new
1: chapter of your life. It really is.
0: Yeah, right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we're in Durham. Um,
1: What do you like to do for fun?
0: Oh, um... Oh oh I oh, I I like this question. <laughs> I was just thinking about it on the way over here. I love scenic driving. Like yeah. scenic like so I had a motorcycle uh years ago and I crashed it, but I used to every Friday I take it out on A1A in Florida and I'm talking like I take it to either south to St Augustine or north to uh, Amelia Island and I, the ocean would be on my left or my right, it obviously depending beautiful. on the direction you're going. And uh, and and so I, and then I crashed it and then uh Tracy I, I wrote a book. It did really well, and I was like, "Hey, um, do you mind if I get like a little fun car so I can just cruise again?" Because I, re- <laughs> it's, but it's mental health though. It's like for real. Like it's what you needed. It, no, I saw. I got me a little red, thirty-year-old uh, red Corvette, and I'm uh, top down, and I just been cruising.
1: I saw you roll up in that today. I, I roll, was like, "There's oh, that Corvette."
0: It's like seventy-eight degrees, not a cloud in the sky. Beautiful. I'm like, I'm rolling up to Susan's house, and in, 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 in the, I call <laughs> it the stargazer. I call it the stargazer, uh, and so yeah, like that's what I do for fun. I I love scenic driving, taking the top down, find some country roads, blasting my little music, and just, yeah.
1: I love it. That's it. I love it. So you're from Florida. I'm
0: from Florida. Yes, yes. Sarasota. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: so tell us about that journey of what got you from Florida to here. Uh,
0: yep, yeah, uh, it was, I, I was originally uh, working in the field of public policy. Uh, I, I, I did that for years, and then I moved back home to Jacksonville, Florida uh, in 2011 to do ministry. Tracy, she was Tracy Strong then, which is such a cool last name. I, she should have kept strong. it. Y'all like, should have taken that Briscoe. last name. <laughs> I'm not, like, let me be strong. Like Tracy's strong. strong. Tracy's strong. So um, Tracy started this young professionals group and it grew. And they were like, hey, would you consider coming back uh, to Jacksonville and leading it with her? I said, yes. And we've been in ministry ever since. Around 2015, I felt a call. Uh, to pursue more education theological training and i uh, i got into duke's uh duke divinity and and their doctoral program and so that i fell in love with this area it was a distance learning program and every time I would come here I would just be like oh my gosh Tracy I just love it and so we uh things were really challenging around that time for me we'll talk more about that but this is 2015-16 right when um, uh, Emmanuel AME, Philando Castillo, Alton Sterling, a lot of these uh, uh, unarmed uh, black men and women being shot and killed by the police and here I am as a black man serving in a predominantly white church and um, folks were going cray cray. Mm-hmm. I mean, folks were saying the cray crayest stuff, and I felt it, it was just hard. and It was tough, and so we were like, we need to. We we've got, I we got to leave. We got to get out of here. And so we were like, let's find. Let's uh let's be where we want to be, and we decided to move up here, and we found a job at Hope and in Raleigh, and. Um, and so that's how we got up here um, and kind of more, unfortunately more of the same thing, you know, with kind of. Yeah.
1: Like maybe one step removed, but not one not, step much better. Removed, but
0: not much better, you know? And so, and so eventually uh, after two years, we decided to start uh, our own church. Really cool story about that. Well, I'm sure we'll talk about that later, but yeah, that's how I got up here. You dive into it right now if you want to. Oh no, I mean just, you know, yeah, it was just crazy. Cause this was, again, this is right. Rise of black lives matter, Trump, all these different things. And, you know, it's really hard as a, black person and in in traditionally white spaces dominant majority culture spaces you 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 there's all this psychological pressure to be to to conform to be palatable and proximate to whiteness, there's a psychological weight many of us carry. We, uh, there, there's terms for it. We uh, uh, code switching, mm-hmm. how we can we switch our communication and everything. Um, uh, uh, W.E.B. Du Bois uh, called it the the double consciousness, I believe. Like as, as black people, we have this like double conscious that we have to kind of. And so that created a, a great psychological distress and yeah. really led to physiological well, think
1: about that—you're having to play um, a part know, all day long all in different the settings. All
0: time and stuff is going on in the news, and this is the thing. A lot of these Christian folks are like, "Oh, don't worry. You just focus on the Bible. Don't worry about this, you know." But I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, People I are hear, actively dying. I would hear that. Susan, I, I cannot tell you how many times I would hear this from pastors. Be like, you know what? We don't even worry about politics. We only we just focus on the Bible. And I'm like, that is the that, talk about the definition of white privilege. I I don't don't have have to think about politics. No, I don't have the luxury with this skin in the South, uh, married to a white woman. I don't have the luxury not to uh, uh, be cognizant and aware of what's going on uh, in the news, what's going on in our communities. I don't have that luxury. I carry that weight, and so, man, I just felt like I was going insane. I was, it was challenging, and and you know, I was at Duke, and my dissertation was all about what. Uh, how the American church uh, Mm -hmm. leads and responds and navigates through racial crises and and different stuff. And um, I finally called uh, this guy I admire so much. He's this uh, theologian, Korean American theologian named Dr. Soon-Chan Ra. You've probably heard this story. And um, his books are incredible. Get his books. They're amazing. And I, 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 I emailed him. I was like, I need to talk to him. And he, he, he didn't get back to me. I email him again, didn't get back to me. Email him again, didn't get back to me. Fourth time, he gives back to me. gives me never say hey, call me. I was like, oh my gosh. So I call the guy. We talked for like 30 minutes and he just listens. He's just quiet. And at the end, I just give him my spiel. I'm like, Dr. Ra, these, these white folks tripping. Dr. Ra, I don't know what's going on. Help me. <laughs> Help me. You know, I feel like I'm going insane. And at the end of it, he's like, you know what, Darrell? I sense, I can, I can see, I can hear how frustrated you are, how... Uh, I, can, I can hear the angst in your voice and uh, you're you're frustrated because they brought you in here to have a seat at the table, uh, to help them figure out things as you relates to navigating, navigating through culture and all that stuff. And he's like, you're frustrated that you don't have a seat at the table. He's like, Darrell, at some point, you're going to have to stop uh, asking for a seat at the table and start building a new table with new chairs. You're going to have to create something that doesn't exist that prioritizes what you value, what you, you believe is important. Things like restoration, things like justice, things like systemic, uh, uh, uh racism and all that stuff. Like, like you got to build that. You got to just, yeah, you know. And so that's, it was like, Susan, when I heard that, it was like a lightning bolt.
1: I mean, I want to reiterate just, you know, just how powerful that is for a second. Oh, like, right for him to say, Durell, mm-hmm, you're mm-hmm. frustrated that you've been asked to sit at this table mm-hmm. that doesn't serve you. Mm-mm, Get mm-mm. up and go make Get your up. own table.
0: Time to time to uh, be like that uh, brown skin, Afro-Asiatic first century Palestinian Jew you worship Jesus right? and be a carpenter and build something different Go right? Jesus with a carpenter. you gotta table. build your own table you yeah. know and so yeah that's kind of the, was the genesis and the impetus behind starting 6-8 and, and where we are now it's yeah. been
1: two years
0: it's been two years we started weekly services in January 2020 and that, then if you remember yeah. you know, right and then like March like nine weeks later gone we're virtual so we. I still feel vi- it almost feels like we're relaunching again mm-hmm. in a way but yeah it, that's kind of what's going on yeah
1: yeah that's incredible Mm -hmm. you know because i can remember when you came to me uh we met in a starbucks and you said hey i gotta talk to you about something Mm -hmm. and i you know you were like we i've got to step away from this table you know you used the same analogy and you said i've we're gonna go start our own do you want to be a part of it yeah
0: yep i was like you gotta come and it was cool because you were like you and and uh jessica and other folks uh you know we had that little book club at my house Mm -hmm. and we were doing that and everything and so i was like I, these folks who are like minded, I'm like, I just gotta let them know what's going on and what's happening. And y'all have been so supportive and everything. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, and so yeah. wonderful. Mm-hmm. So, you hinted, you know, very briefly that when you were in Florida and then made that decision to come up here after getting oh, yeah. accepted to Duke, it sounds like that was a very difficult time in your oh, life.
0: It was, it, it was one of the hardest times in my life. Yeah. I mean, you, man, church hurt is a, it, it's family hurt, church, I mean, hurt in general. But family or church or that I mean those are wounds that cut real deep because you're spiritual you're, trauma, spiritual trauma, because you're it, it, it's like you're at a place where you should feel safe and and, and you're vulnerable and it's you worship and all that stuff and so when you have and we're all human like there's no per no perfect church no perfect pastor but that being said we cannot excuse toxicity we cannot excuse unhealthy. Uh, patterns of behavior um, on uh, at, at a church staff or a church culture. You can't excuse that. You can't excuse toxic masculinity. Nope. You can't excuse racism. I'm sorry. And so- um, Just
1: because it's been around doesn't mean it needs to continue. Exact,
0: exactly. And so it was a very difficult time because you had this stuff going on in our social political climate. And then the response to it was just heartbreaking of people that I trusted and, and I, you know, they're like my spiritual dads and they're, they're at my, you know, they, 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 they were, they filled in uh, for my dad's role at my wedding. Cause my dad didn't come to my wedding. We weren't working at the time. And, and so for them to respond in such a way, I'll tell you a story. For example, 2016, this is what kind of, what was the, this is why we left. This is uh, one of the main reasons why we left 2016. Oh my gosh. This is literally five years ago. Wow. Wow. This is this week. It was five years.
1: No way. F- no, it was
0: Philando yeah. was shot and killed. In Minneapolis. And then Alton Sterling was shot and killed in Baton yep. Rouge. Now, let me tell you what the, what happened there. Alton, I used to work for the mayor in Baton Rouge doing a, right. you know, a neighborhood revitalization, public policy. Alton was killed in the neighborhood uh, I used to work in, Choctaw mm-hmm. Corridor, right in Baton Rouge. So, it was very personal to me. Yeah, like
1: that could I mean, have that been was you. My, That was my community.
0: Yeah, you're like, oh my it, God. It, it could have been me. And, 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 and you know, I I... I I worked in that community. I lived in the hood. I lived, I worked in, the, I worked. And so like, it was like a gut punch to me. Uh, um, and then- Those are your people. And then in uh, Philando in Minneapolis, okay. The next Sunday after it happened, uh, a good friend of ours in our young professional group, Felicia, she's at the information desk at church. I'll never forget this. She looks like, she looks like death. She looks like a ghost. I'm like, Felicia, what's up? It's good, you know, yeah. She's like, I'm like, yeah, I'm having a hard time. And I was like, you, you good? Like, what's up? She's like, yeah, my, um, my cousin, my, my first cousin, who I grew up with, um, he he died. I was like, oh, God. I was like, oh, Lord. Like, what happened? She's like, he was shot and killed by the police in Minneapolis. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, Felisa. Is, is Philando? She's like, yes. Oh, my God. For literally, her first cousin, like her brother, who she grew up with, was, uh, you, was was national international national news. news, yeah. Um, and that Sunday, the response from our pastor was just so. Uh, he he literally so, like
1: avoidant. And I, listen,
0: I'm all about I, police. I'm I I'm out about the police. Love the police. There's good ones, there's bad ones. I think the system needs to ref, reform. Needs to be reformed. Um, but that that Sunday, uh, because of protests that were going on the nation, he's like, I need all the police officers to come up front. Um, and he's like, I'm going to, and he's like, we're going to pray for y'all. And he's like, if anyone messes with them, y'all mm-hmm. going to arrest me because these are my guys. And so uh, you think about how all the black people are fe- sitting there, like, you know, so I wrote it's like a super
1: divisive, oh, right? just like,
0: just so, you know, so I wrote a blog about what was going on and it was very neutral. It was like, Hey, we got to pray for this. We got to pray for that. Pray for these police officers, pray for the communities. Well, apparently a white uh, police officer in my church got upset that I equated the issue of racial injustice to what had happened in this. And so he got upset. So my pastor called me. He's like, hey, you know, so-and-so is mad. He he might leave our church. I was like, oh, I was like, sir, the, the blog, like, it's like the most neutral blog. It's all about prayer. And he literally, my lead pastor, senior pastor started screaming at me at the top of his lungs and said, how dare you? freaking right about this you're not a freaking politician you're a freaking pastor act like it you don't know what the hell you're talking about. literally like susan violence
1: yeah my eyes are it was just right vi- it's
0: just oh vi- like how he switched so fast and right there like susan, how
1: unsafe did you feel oh
0: i was no it was on the phone it was on the phone right, it wasn't but, in person but
1: still but it was
0: just it, susan it was violence he chose violence and i was like okay it is time to go That's a sign. and so that was a really that was a time in my life where it was like oh my goodness you know this is
1: real I mean, yeah. we were coming to a head right i mean we were we all we thought were. this last two years was when the resurgence of black lives matter you know really came about mm-hmm. but it's been going on for some time i mean oh, oh
0: for some time it's
1: not like covid just sparked that all of a sudden uh, no, but-
0: mike brown 2014 2015 2016 yeah you had nationwide social unrest and protests literally every year from 2012 with trayvon up yep. until you know yeah yeah.
1: yeah wow and so you took that as a message you know it's a, a literal message oh, and i'm sure go. like a figure well, you know to what, like get you, out of here you
0: know what i did though so pro- like um well i i excuse, i can't ex- begin to describe how hurt i i felt obviously as a black man as someone who's, who's serving this guy as a, as a pastor all these different things three days uh, three days after that incident i took him to uh i took him to I I asked for him to go to to lunch with him Mm -hmm. because I I just can't sit with this. I have to, I've got to talk about, I have to, you know, get this off my chest. And, uh, I told him a story. It was, I mean, I could have gotten fired on the spot, but I just, I, I was like, you know, um, I told him we were sitting out eating lunch at at this Mexican restaurant. And I'm like, um, you know, I I told him the story. I was like, Mm -hmm. you know, pastor, um, when I was 17, my dad and I, uh, got into a fist fight, uh, you know, um, over the dumbest thing now you know my dad attacked me i didn't do anything but uh over some, this dumb thing and 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 we got into this fist fight my dad's six two freaking 230 i was a cross-country runner so i obviously got my ass kicked and um and, and 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 so after the the next day after the fight i walk up to my dad i'll never forget it 17 years old it was at night he's watching tv in the living room I literally was like, let me be the bigger man and apologize, even though I didn't start the fight. Right. So I I was like, dad, I just want to let you know about yesterday. I'm, I'm really sorry. I'm just, I'm, I, you know, this happened and he looks, I'll never forget it. He looks at me, turns his head silent and as hard as he can, punches me in God. the gut. Like I'm talking like sucker puncher. I literally. All the air, like I it was like, uh, Oh my god, crawled to my room, tear streaming, gasping for air. And so I told my pastor this story of what happened with my dad at 17. And I was like, You know what? What you did to me the other day felt just like that. It was violence, it was wrong, and it's not, it ain't right,
1: it's inappropriate.
0: And he kind of gave this little half ass apology or whatever. And uh, but I at least was able to get that off my chest. And so that was a very traumatic time. This is 2016, right? Uh, summer 2016. Mm-hmm. Very traumatic time for me. And then a couple months later, we moved out. Uh, we moved to, uh, uh, up here, up here at North Carolina. Yeah.
1: Well talk about being re triggered, right? And re traumatized. Yeah. Starting the pattern of being re traumatized over and over again. Mm-hmm. Right? You had this experience with your dad who's supposed to be loving and caring and supportive your and protector. then protector. Right. That's such a good word a protector. And mm-hmm. then, you know, like you said, mm-hmm. these, these lead pastors, these pastors that you meet that coach you and guide you and then and then he Utilizes or displays the same behaviors
0: exactly,
1: and you're like, I gotta get out. Re-open, of
0: Reopen it, literally reopened so much trauma. I'm like, I, for my the sake of my physiological well being, I I've got to go. I got to go. Yeah. Had
1: you already applied to Duke when that had happened?
0: I I I, yeah, I was about a year into the program. Okay. And so I I was like, okay, like you know, I have maybe a, another year or two left. And so I was like, let, we let's uh, we found a job up here, and, and we were like, let's uh, we're gonna take it. We're gonna go. We're
1: gonna yeah. go.
0: Yeah. It was crazy. I'm just talking. We're talking. We had. <laughs> um, we moved uh, November 2016. This was two weeks after Trump was elected. I, yes. I'm not, not trying yes. to be political here no, on the podcast. Let's think or, about
1: what was happening but, in our world.
0: Trump. remember yes. Everything. Tracy was eight and a half months pregnant with Amelia. Oh my gosh. Noah was Noah was what a year and a half old. I mean, we just. Oh man, it was so crazy. Um, uh, I think back. I'm so grateful for Kiandra. I need to tell. I'm going to tell her to listen to to this.
1: Shout out to Kiki. Kiki,
0: you know, uh, uh, lived with us for four years, and um, I'm just so grateful for her. I I I, I wasn't planning to talk about her, but when I think about that time, I'm like, how did we make it? Mm -hmm. But Kiki, uh, she's my best friend. She lived with us. She was real sick with lupus, and she we took her in, and she you know, and uh, and I'm just so grateful for her because she was such a stable. A uh, calming spiritual presence for us. I really think her living with us was so pivotal. I never thought I've never thought about that, but I'm like, hmm. yeah, that was hmm, really grateful for her.
1: Yeah. Did she follow you up here?
0: She did. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she she moved with us up mm-hmm. here, and she wasn't going to. She was going to stay in Jacksonville, but all of a sudden she uh, she felt called to, and I was like, girl, let's do it. So she yeah, uh, she came up here. She's great. She is awesome.
1: She's so great. So awesome. So, you come here, and like you said, it was a couple weeks after Trump was elected.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And, you know, uh, politics aside, they're like, we all know what was happening in our country and the divide that was becoming more clear in this country at that time. Mm -hmm. So, talk to us a little bit about, if you'd be willing to, what Mm. that has been like. It's been five years now almost. Since November of
0: 2016, uh, come um, and just uh, just, just uh, about that particular event with the election, the, the political no, climate. No, just or coming just like,
1: up here. Yeah, well, talk oh, to it's me been about great. what a journey. Yeah,
0: about, yeah. Um, you know, the first two years. You know, we were at you know uh, uh, that church in Raleigh, and uh, it, it was it was challenging because the while we didn't have the acute trauma uh, blow uh, like we did in Jacksonville. It was uh, this kind of like it was like tendinitis. It was that like dull, aching, lingering, lingering. Yes. Um. I just sat here and like rubbed my knee.
1: I have tendonitis. R- r- you when do- you said that, so <laughs> the minute I like literally <laughs> I rubbed my knee. And you said it, I was like, oh, that was weird.
0: Yes, Pate- it was like patella tendonitis, <laughs> right? <here. laughs> you know. Um. And uh, but you still had acute things happening in our social political climate. You had Charlottesville. You had Keith Lamont Scott in Charlotte. You had uh, right uh, Terrence Crutcher in uh, in in Oklahoma, Tulsa, I believe, Um, Mm -hmm. and then not to mention the repeated uh, cray cray stuff that we were hearing out of this administration. NFL players are sons of bitches. Shithole countries in Africa, right? right? So and you so this is going on, but you're in a place and in a setting where you have to be quiet. You cannot voice your opinion. You can't talk about that um, because uh, that's. You're not speaking for everyone, but that's their language. Like that's, that's their man. That's their one. That's the, that's their hero. And so you're like, you, you, you know, you hear people. It's not a safe space to talk about what's
1: happening in the world.
0: And so you're grieving alone. You're carrying this weight alone. Um, There's no safe, there's no safe place. And then guess what too? I felt like in that setting, my body, my black body was being patrolled and police cuz i was at this visible position so all this stuff was going on what is directly? so this i felt they're this watching constant you. they're watching me how do how do how do i uh react what do i say how am i showing up so i felt this pressure of being watched too so it was a lot of like stress and then you, we got kids we you know we okay,
1: family tracing. and everything we got <laughs> we're
0: popping out these babies and everything she got fertile Myrtle <laughs> over here you touch her she gets pregnant and so it's just like man so it was like oh my gosh so we, you know, that was, we, we left and um, I had that conversation with Dr. Ra and we sat on it and prayed for six months. We had, I had that conversation, oh my gosh, July, man, July 4th. This That's is a really, big p- weekend. No, for real, no, for real. It's because it, it was July 3rd or 4th to, was it 2018? 2018 when we were like, boom. We feel called to plant a church. And Susan, we That's never, nuts. we never wanted to plant a church. I, I remember
1: was, you telling me that you're like, we were never going to do this. No,
0: no. The things that, oh, when they were really bad, I was looking for jobs back in government. I was looking for jobs uh, back at uh, in academia because I was a professor, an mm-hmm. adjunct professor, a nonprofit. I'm like, I'm not going back to ministry. I'm not planting. But then that conversation had me look at it in a different light. And I was like, "Oh my goodness, gracious, And so yeah, it was this week, uh three three years ago, when we felt the call to officially plant, yeah, big yep. week, yeah
1: I remember that,
0: and I feel and Susan, we feel Tracy and i even today, you know, we had a little date night last night, it was so good, and we had this little morning coffee at Foster Street coffee yes. the little spot yes. and and we were just like, we are so blessed, like we it's like we can just breathe. Like there's just like we feel so free. We feel I don't have to. I don't carry that weight. Obviously, there's different weights I carry. I'm a dad, and I'm you know in the church, and but it's right now where we are now compared to where we were three years ago. Like we are just uh, we feel so free. We feel so encouraged and affirmed, and uh, affirmed when it comes to living into our passion and purpose. I feel like my purpose is to work for the personal and systemic restoration of marginalized people and to teach and tell stories of resilience in the face of oppression, particularly racial oppression. Um, and so to be – so the church is just one manifestation of what I feel called to uh, – purpose to. But the fact that – Susan, my book, I got to write it. But I got to write – you know. My, that thing would never have gotten published if I was still in some of these churches that I, there was no way. Yeah. So to, to have the liberty and freedom to speak my mind, Susan, like it's just like.
1: Yeah. So if y'all are looking for a new book to read, go yeah, check okay. out Darrell Briscoe's book called A storms are coming there's a storm, there's a, there's coming. A storm coming. there's a storm I coming i always shorten it for some reason that's cool there's head. a storm
0: coming how the american just... church can lead through times of racial crisis
1: it's so good no thank it's you so good thank you. Thanks, it's incredible family. and it's
0: because
1: yeah it came out what two years ago
0: it came out last year
1: in 2020
0: right when uh three days after george Floyd was murdered
1: uh, yes yes because you right? were, like Remember sped that? it up you were like we got to get this book out I,
0: now I, I i sped it up because when Ahmad was killed Ahmad arbery yep and then I, I was like, okay, I'm going to publish this thing right in June 1st. I had no, literally right at that same time, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd. It was like That's at seriously only been pitch. a year? Only a year. Susan, so I was talking about that with Tracy too. I was like, yesterday, I was like, we, like from a political, social political, we have lived through so much this past year and a half. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Like, wow.
1: Like, of course we're all tired. Wow. Of we're course we're tired t- and yes. exhausted and feel like our lives are falling apart.
0: Mm-hmm yeah
1: talk to me a little bit about you were mentioning what you feel called to do and that the church is just one manifestation mm, of that mm. and then, to the point you were making before that the churches you'd been in were not safe spaces oh, no. to Mm-mm. talk about and live out these passions that you had for marginalized mm. people and people who had been oppressed so mm. talk to us about you know I'm a member and a part of six A but I would love for you to share yeah. what six A is to everyone else
0: yeah um our mission we we exist. Uh, to bring the kingdom of heaven to Durham, um, you know, uh, as it is in as it is in heaven, you know, um, we want to make Durham as it is in heaven, and so we feel called to work for the spiritual uh, flourishing, but not just spiritual, cultural, economic, social flourishing of our community. I believe that the gospel this good news about this brown-skinned afro-asiatic nappy-headed christ i believe that it is comprehensive it's holistic it it's not just spiritual it 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 it, it is an what jesus did for us affects our body he died to make what was wrong right so it's not just about me getting to heaven it's getting heaven in my body it's getting heaven in my community it's getting heaven on these streets with gang violence and police shootings and 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 and, and, and um a lack of economic opportunity and so for me that's what we're all about the church it really is a manifestation of what I feel called to do it's about the restoration of 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 people and marriages and uh, you know trauma victims uh, and also the restoration the systemic and structural so as a church we're linked up we're 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 in the
1: community we're in the we're community boots on the ground we're
0: at boots on the ground we're linking up with other nonprofits other churches to um to bring our voices amplify our voices together to keep powers accountable but it's also man we're man we got the uh, we're doing the Bible studies and the and the community things and we're and you know we're we're I just love so we believe it's 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 holistic and comprehensive and I hope that our church six eight reflects what I believe about the gospel.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm a little biased, but no, right. I believe that it does, you know, as we're trying. As someone that was a congregation member of both, at least mm-hmm. of two of the most recent churches sure. in your life, mm-hmm. I can still I can't vividly remember which instance of wrongful death and just awful discrimination and racism mm-hmm. that with this that was talked about at the time but i no. can remember feeling very uncomfortable mm-hmm. and just very mm-hmm. what's the word i want mean? was just like kind of like gross about how these people in pa- positions of power were yeah. choosing to not address what no, was happening silence or just sort of skirt around or it skirt right around it. yeah yes. like oh we're not going to talk about politics but then let's
0: just pray for division in our country <laughs> like right. what in the world is that mean? what does that even mean and then <laughs> yeah just mean? like literally just what dis- they always do
1: Right, just disregarding the fact that we have people of color and black people in our congregation people and hurting. not acknowledging Breathing. how they must feel about like that. The trauma. Absolutely. Yes. And so the right. impact that that has, and again, too, this was a mega church, so people get washed away, right. you get lost in the mix, and you know, it just kind of blew my mind. That's and why I wrote the book. Right. And so then you, you know, you were like, okay, this has to change. Right. And so now being a member of six, eight, you know, I feel so much more confident being out like, Hey, we are giving concrete support to people whose apartment complexes are being discriminatory. We, they're not giving them a proper treatment and proper living situations. We're in the community. We're linked up with these other people. You need this, you need that. You can come to our church. I just feel better. And I think like you said, holistic health, right? Like your body should feel good where you choose to worship.
0: Mm, That's so good. Right. It's an embodied experience, and I think it's a lot of times we 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 spiritualize it, and and we've developed this Christianity that that is uh, an a disembodied experience. It's like oh, it's just all about your. It's very personal, very individualistic, and very like disembodied. Whereas like no, like our faith is communal and collective and it should have a, 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 a the the gospel should have an effect on our lived experience, our body. So yeah, you're right.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, and I feel like 682 had such a community buy-in from its members. You know, you invited mm-hmm. us to be a part of these meetings we were having to figure out who we would be recognized as, like what type of right. um, denomination we'd be recognized right. as and mm-hmm. what do we want to believe in? What do we want to put the pillars of our church, you know, to hold us up? What do we want to be? And I think right. it's amazing because like right. you said, all like-minded people and i can hear people being potentially turned off by it saying like oh it's all like-minded people but no it's that we're all like-minded and that we know that we all have differing beliefs and like that's okay
0: that's right that's right yes yeah we did we make room for diversity yeah and inclusion and, and so um but hey we prioritize justice we believe we believe in and restoration yeah, and so like we, we, we write letters for, you know, to write people, people that are incarcerated to, mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. Yep.
1: And it's, I love that because I think something that can often be missing, especially in larger churches, especially for people that are new to those churches is concrete, tangible acts mm-hmm. of service,
0: That's right? right?
1: That's and right. if they're, if you're not doing any of that, you may not feel a part of it. And so well, we see that at 6.8.
0: This is the thing. It, it, it. A lot of the large churches will do well, will do good things when it comes to acts of service, charity. Yeah. But this is the thing. Charity is different than justice. Now we need both. Right. We need to do acts that provide short-term alleviation of pain. I, I, we need we need uh, f- uh, food baskets, uh, back-to-school supply drives. All that's great. We also have to be aware of and cognizant of how structures and systems unfairly disadvantage groups of people
1: and perpetuate the very things that they're working to get rid of
0: exactly yeah exactly so we need justice and charity and my prayer and hope is that six eight would accomplish uh, uh, uh accomplish and encompass both you know yeah. i
1: feel like six six eights very what we call in our world you may be familiar with this term but upstream right mm-hmm. so instead of looking at reactivity to problems how do we be proactive and That's- go upstream Right. That's it. So if we're going to have food, a food bank, and we're going to offer back to school drives and clothing drives, well, how do we address that from the beginning anyway? How do we go meet with our local politicians and meet with people that make laws that impact all of this so that we don't have to have these anymore?
0: Dr. King said it this way, right? He said, true compassion isn't just flinging a coin at a beggar. It comes to question the edifice that produced the, he said, it comes to question the edifice that produced the beggar, beggar in the first place. Right. What is the what is the structure that produced the beggar in the first place? It's not just flinging a coin. We got to question and challenge the edifice, the structure, the system that is producing these beggars. Hence your book, yeah. yeah. Hence
1: your whole study when you went to grad school or to I, go to divinity school, absolutely, right? Absolutely. You know what motivates you, and it sounds like. Mm. Do you feel like you said you felt very free? So talk to me about how you are today, like yeah. how you feel today.
0: Oh, serious, I, 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 you know, um. COVID was just so challenging for so, so many people. I was reflecting about that with Trace uh, yesterday because Durham by and large has been really shut down. Like y- Raleigh, y'all here, y'all, 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 oh, wow. y'all been, been y'all been open. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But rough. like, but Durham was, was really shut down. So to see the city really come alive, there was like a, a Bulls game. We saw some live music. It was so encouraging. Uh, where am I going with this, I um,
1: uh, <laughs> How are you today?
0: How are you today? to say, you know, um, Yeah, I was I was basically talking about COVID, like just basically like it was challenging for me, uh, the up and down, the roller coaster of it. Like you're like, okay, we're in this together, March, April, this is crazy, oh my gosh, and then like you're like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna it's by summer, it's gonna be good, and the summer we're not good, (laughs) and then you're like, okay, by fall, it's gonna be good, Uh, we're not good. uh, No, (laughs) we're worse. So (laughs) it was we're worse, right? And so it was like this crazy roller. But that being said, I'll tell you, Susan. We, I think we navigated, navigated and weathered that storm fairly well. Um, we really spent a lot of quality time as a family. I created, um, uh, when the gym shut down, I created my own home gym. I turned my carport into a full, I'm a powerlifter. Yes. I'm a competitive powerlifter, you know, and trying to make world championships in two yes. years and uh, <laughs> strong, you know. And so I, I, I uh, asked Trace to in, uh, invest in a little money. And uh, Susan, that has been so instrumental uh, to my mental health. Oh my gosh. Lifting helps me deal with anxiety and such, I mean, and I guess I kind of knew because I was a runner. I was a competitive runner for years, Uh college track and field scholarship, all that stuff. Um, running was like that for me. I, I I always say, cause you know, I grew up kind of in an abusive home, physically abusive, emotionally abusive at yeah. the hands of my dad. To
1: say the least. You know, you're
0: Yeah. <laughs> and uh, people are like, you know, Tracy is always like, man, how did you? Whether, how did you, and I always say it's like Jesus and running, you you know, but I I guess I'm just like, you forget how important physical activity can be, how, uh, restorative it can be, how it can provide a buffer, uh, to some of the stuff that you're dealing with, you know? So having my own gym and I just have done really, I'm really proud of myself coming out of this thing, implementing these self-care practices. I'm doing the, you know, this evening yoga I'm doing the morning and evening yoga. I, I have a little jazz lounge in my house and I light the candles at night and the incense. I love and it. That and, I, and I have my little, little chill hop music playing. Yes. And I got my little evening yoga. I do that. And I do my prayers afterwards.
1: Yeah, y'all shout out to Yoga with Cassandra.
0: Yoga with Cassandra. Y'all shout out. She's our girl. She's our girl. Hey, she, you know, she got the little morning yoga and the evening stuff. That has been so good for me. The Corvette. Yes. You know what I've been doing, Susan? That's been great. I, uh, Tracy's so sweet too. She's like, babe, go, go to the mountains. I'll take the Corvette. Forty-eight hour trip, little Airbnb, and I'll just cruise the Blue Ridge Parkway. I'm talking Amazing. top down in the mountains. Oh, it! I like I literally pure. I till I turn like an eight year old child. Just the going. last time I was, I was literally I was last time I went in April. Yeah, I'm literally driving down some mountain, and I just start like like I'm like both hands on the wheel, and I'm like. Wee yeah, just like this like, I'm like literally <laughs> Like a nine year old kid Like I'm like wee But I love <laughs> it like, It's so pure Right
1: So innocent
0: I start I got off the side of the road And I just started dancing yes. like, There was one part Like I literally I'm like I stopped my girls Like, like over Because they, like, they got all those overlooks uh-huh. Stopped the Corvette Turn I crank up my music And I literally just started like dancing I was so overcome with joy And bliss And then obviously The gym stuff has been so instrumental And yeah. so uh, that has really been, and Tracy, the same thing. She's, we've really been prioritizing self care uh, practices that can be restorative for our mental health, uh, and and it's been Jasmine loves you right now. Oh my gosh, I she love just Jasmine. Curled up like, right this next, this is to. like I need a dog now. I definitely need a dog. Okay, perfect, we'll come Tracy turtles. turtles, oh gosh, do, turtles yes. don't do this.
1: They don't. They do not, <laughs> not snuggle. Maybe
0: turtles. You're
1: sitting here talking about mental health, and I'm like, look at the dog. Like I she's know, like right I next love to that. you. Yeah. I love that. You know, yeah, for, you know, anyone out there, we seem to, you know, have this underlining theme, right? Where I always want to see what everyone's doing to take care of themselves. Mm -hmm. And you're telling me, right? Y'all take Mm -hmm. care of your physical body. It'll take care of your mental health. Yes.
0: Yes. It's been so great.
1: It's been great. It's been awesome. What are you planning to do in regards, like what's going on with Six Eight? Talk to us about what's upcoming. Talk to me about anything else.
0: Yeah, we are opening back up slowly. We are twice a month. We we are looking potentially potentially going to weekly. Uh, back to weekly gatherings in August, but we are, we got our, uh our, our book club start uh, coming to get, uh, readings on race happening in August in downtown Durham. We're going to, um we got a lot of events coming on. We, we, we're doing this thing called liberation yoga, <sighs> liberation yoga, where we, where there's this Beautiful cherry tree outside of our church. It's huge and it has all the shade. And we uh we put down the mat, we have we put down the mat and there's this super sweet girl in our church who's a yoga instructor. Her name is Love Brianna. That. We call it Liberation Yoga and we do poems and mindfulness and meditation practices. That's coming up July 24th, Saturday, 10 a.m. at the church. Um so we 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 everybody are put opening, that on your calendars. We are opening. Just go on the website, 68durham.com. Um. Yeah, and we are opening back up. We are in. It's, it's exciting, uh, and so that's encouraging. Again, one of the things I love about 6.8 is that we 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 try to. It's not just about hey, come to Sunday church with us like that. We'd love for you to be there, but. It's more we than are that. in the community. Like we we're we're summer concert series. We do something called the Arts Collective, where we meet in the bars or coffee shops in downtown Durham and we interview singer-songwriters and creatives. We got the, the letter writing to the incarcerated, the readings on race. We do barbershop rap sessions where yes. we're we're in a black owned barbershop and we have a theme and we talk about it and we get a little fresh fade. What, I you love know ladies it. come, y'all, you know, y'all hang and and so it's just I am so encouraged to be back open and doing this stuff. And uh, yeah, that's what we got going on. Mm -hmm.
1: I love that. I mean, 6A, like you said, stands for so much more than it's not just a place that you go meet on Sundays Mm -hmm. and, you know, say grace and sing and then leave right Mm -hmm. No, This is get to know your community, get to know the people in your life and make a real difference. If that's what you want this to be, you know, that's what we're here for is to be a real change in the community. And, You know, I think I'm so grateful for you being willing
0: to
1: to come on here and talk about what your life has been like over the last, Mm. only the last five years, right? I mean, you have so many more years you could have talked about Mm -hmm. and addressed, but just thinking about absolutely what that has been like for you and other individuals in this, in our community Mm -hmm. and just in our nation. You know, I'm so grateful that, I'm grateful that you're here and that you decided that you were going to do something with the power that you have. Yeah,
0: so true. So true.
1: Mm. Anything
0: else you want to plug? Oh gosh, no. I just appreciate you having me on. It's so good, cool just to you know just be in a place where um, yeah we we feel we we just we feel so encouraged and affirmed in who we are and our purpose and our passion and just so grateful to have community. You know the biggest thing is community. It, it, you gotta when you have these difficult storms in life community is so critical people around you that encourage you love you speak truth to you with grace and civility and all that stuff but also speak truth
1: that meme i shared that, with you the other day right we right, both shared meme, it it was right, like you shared, need friends that call you out
0: you need i love that meme you need friends that lovingly call you out can say like wait why are you doing this and so i'm just so grateful to have that i feel like such a rich man in in, in these relationships that i have and so yeah just so grateful to be on the podcast and and uh yeah, you have a loyal listener right here. Right we here.
1: love it. Yeah. We love it. And so y'all, please please check out 6-8 if you're in the community or even if you just want to send somebody who you know is in Durham and looking for ways to get involved and wants to be a part of this mission and this goal to make Durham as it is in heaven and a better place to live. Yes. Thank you so much, Darrell. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for listening to I've Been Better. I'm your host, Susan Youngstead. Please be sure to leave a review and subscribe wherever you consume podcasts. And follow us on social media at I've been Better.pod.